This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Welcome, 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 everybody. Saturday, March 31st, 2012. That was this is f- the big one. This is the f- first fast quarter. The quarter's over. The first quarter of 2012. It was fast. Welcome, everybody. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. If you want to come down, take exit one off, Route 93. We're here till 6 o'clock. And with us this week is Dion Giolito. He's the owner and founder of Illusion Cigars in Fumare Cigar Shop in Reno, Nevada. So uh, he's got the retail background, and he's got the manufacturing background. He'll be on here to talk with us. Dude is uh, like nine feet tall. He's a very impressive specimen. We're very alike, me and him. Really? It's it's unbelievable. Obviously, the body like style is... is Danny a, DeVito I, I, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger are <laughs> twins, is what I, I, thought I looked The first I saw him, I thought I was looking in a mirror, actually. But, uh, no, very, very different when it comes to that. But uh, early backgrounds and uh, retailing and, and everything else... Uh, I talked to him in length yesterday, and uh, a lot of similarities. So you're both cranky old men. <laughs> yeah, he's not an old man either. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll have him on there, and we'll talk about that in a lot more. Uh, a lot of tragedies happen uh, this week. Uh, we'll talk about that. I just came back from the TAA in Mexico. Uh, new cigars and uh, lots more, and cigar news and lots of other stuff. So we'll, we got a lot to go. So anyway, hello to uh, the stations picking up. The Cigar Authority right now. our stations are brought to you today by Moe's Italian Sandwich Shop right behind the cigar shop over here. I was over getting a sandwich from uh, Scott's wife, Betty. Yes. He's sleeping in this morning. Oh, good. Good for him. He does work hard. He does work hard. Yeah, so. He does. Every single day. Not taking the day off. He's just sleeping in. No, he's sleeping in, and she was nice enough to cover for him. A very good relationship they have over there. Good. So we're being listened to right now by WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We're being broadcast last week's show, which is our two-year anniversary show, tomorrow from 11 to 1 in the morning and 11 to 1 in the evening on The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. And uh, why just listen live? Why? You can actually, you'll be able to see the difference in size <laughs> between Dion and David. The similarities are astounding. Maybe maybe the emotional similarities <laughs> and the mental similarities, but the physical disparity is yeah. unbelievable and unparalleled on any cigar show ever. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we're being podcasted uh, for your downloading convenience on demand at the Cigar Authority and iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. Yeah, great music, great sounds, and the cigar with arm. Right, music. That's what we got going on. Here we go. I want to shout out to someone. I got a Facebook message from Don Hebert this morning saying not only does he love the show, he listens to us on lunchtime. He just kind of goes out, gets a sandwich from uh, a different sub shop other than Moe's, so I can't say them. So he downloads? Downloads the podcast, and he uh, zones out for an hour on his lunch break and uh, listens and enjoys the show every day. So he misses half the show. 
This is half the show. Listens for an hour. Well, an hour here. You push pause and you oh, listen okay. again. It doesn't just keep going. He's he's got the podcast. And he maybe he gets it on iTunes and automatically updates. It for certainly it. does. Yeah. And this is the most important thing. He wants a signed copy of my wife's book, Searching for Julia Stone. Uh, he's getting it for his wife for her birthday. Isn't that nice? So huh? that was the message this morning that I got to. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired, <laughs> cranky, and it was nice to get a, a little message from Don. I called him first thing this morning. Uh, nice guy. So Don, there's your shout out, my man. You're tired from dancing and singing, and well, singing, dancing, yeah, the whole bit. I'm, yeah. I'm like the younger version of Larry Van Deventer, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play hockey. That's the only difference, really. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's get to uh, the first cigar of the. Day, which is going to be Illusion Epinay. This is uh, milder of the bunch. It's not mild, but it's milder. I would say straight medium, maybe a medium and a, and a tidbit more than that. I uh, am going to put down my Illusion Mr. Jonathan 12. I can, <laughs> I can only assume that the, the MJ. MJ stands for Mr. Jonathan. I went with Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson 12-year-old. You are <laughs> a sick, <laughs> sick, perverse man. Michael Jordan. But Mr. no, Mr. Jonathan. MJ. Like, I, for, for the life of me, could not think of any other initials that MJ would stand for. So. Well, we'll find out from him if it is, in fact, Mr. Jonathan 12. What would the 12 stand for? 12 Days of Christmas? Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Mr. Jonathan's 12 Days of Christmas? So uh, we'll let him tell us all about the cigar, the Epony, uh, Epernay. Epernay. Uh, but truly boutique. And we talked about boutique before. What boutique means is coming from a shop. Yes. So you hear that it's thrown around like crazy. It's a boutique brand, and uh, they make millions and millions of cigars, you know, 20 million of these cigars. It's boutique. It's not boutique. No. This is a boutique cigar. And it hasn't been very many boutique cigars. And I'll have to go all the way back to, well, Ashton was a boutique cigar when that first came out in the uh, mid-'80s. Davidoff was a boutique cigar. And Davidoff. So uh, this may be the the, uh, third, besides my own stuff, maybe the third boutique cigar. Uh, This slightly box-pressed. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's oval-shaped, kind of. Yeah. I think, you know, really box press as opposed to put into a, into a vice and right. made square. Uh, it's pressed by jamming them inside the box. Uh, I happen to like a box press cigar. Uh, I hear some people say, yeah, you know, I'm not crazy about box press cigars. I like how it feels in my hand, in my mouth, and that it doesn't roll off the table, which is the ideal. That's a That's a big key right there. Right. So there's nothing worse than a cigar falling off, landing on the ground, cracking, and now you're dealing with potentially an expensive stogie that uh, is ruined because it rolled. It was just poor uh, poor craftsmanship on the cigar maker's part, but not here. I hear a phone. I, there's no way it can be me. No, it's, it was Paul Beasley. Okay. Could I be Chuck that, right? with crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> man, I'll tell you, I haven't had more messages. People are thinking that the cricket thing is very funny, which probably means we're going to end up hearing it more, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not happy about. But if, Only when you tell your story. If our listeners are happy, I guess, uh, I guess I'm happy. When it's boring and then you're going nowhere with it, maybe it just So stops. every story that I tell then, I'm going to no, hear crickets not forever. everyone. you got to get to the point. That's the whole problem of it. Don't stretch it out too long because... You, Otherwise, we have to listen interest. to the crickets. Everybody loses interest. I'm not concerned the if chase. they lose interest. I'm concerned about never hearing the cricket sound effect. Anyway, um, big lottery yesterday. Did you buy lottery tickets? 
Uh, my wife did. Yeah, my wife did. It was five hundred and eighty million. Or it something was like six hundred forty million. It ended up six forty. Yeah, three people won. I was not one of them. Did you play? I did not. You did not. So it was impossible for me to win, actually. Right? It was impossible for me to win as well. But I didn't lose. True. There's a whole bunch of losers out there today because it's the biggest biggest sucker bet there is in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, you had an actual. You actually had a better chance of doing two things than winning the lottery: getting struck by lightning at the same time that you find out you're becoming a professional athlete. Those were the odds <laughs> of winning the lottery. Again, impossible for me. <laughs> they haven't made a sport maybe, yet. That maybe not good. impossible for your twin over there. He right. could be a professional basketball player. <laughs> how tall he is. But how tall is he? Jeez, his head was hitting the, the thing. He had to duck when he walked in. He's probably 6'4", 6'5". Oh, not 7. Think, not 7. Well, maybe his hair is kind of a little tall. He couldn't make that. He was he was close. He was his hair was no, kind of brushing. Yeah, he went, he went. Yeah, he's got the little spike thing going on with the hair too. Looks Just like a rock star. Yeah, <laughs> like a punk rock star, with his sideburns coming down. I may have to reevaluate my whole look, like I did when I met Matt Booth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, definitely interesting character. We'll get into some of that with him. I, I spent a day with him yesterday. We went to uh, the other two shops, Seabrook and Nashua, and uh, knows his tobacco, really into it, uh, deeper than you can even imagine. I mean, yeah. uh, not just where the field is, um, the type of tobacco. It gets deeper into primings and thicknesses of leaves. And yeah, picking be- like, you know, I don't I don't want the Lajero ones, but I want the one just below that, right. whatever that one's called. They all have a name. Yeah. <laughs> A6. Yeah. I want all A6s on this leaf. Grade A. Well, I'll tell you, he uh, he's had some things that all of a sudden is gone, and it was supposed to be a full production cigar, and uh, it goes away, and... Um, there's a cigar he has, Ultimate, uh, that, um, not Ultimate, what is it? Um, Ultra. Uh, it was supposed to come out a year ago. Uh, I smoked one. It's not out yet. Um, when he's not happy with it, the cigars are made. He's not happy with it. He says, yeah, I'm not taking those. Not taking them. They can't be too happy. I would imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that cigar ends up somewhere. Where? You know, ah. It ends but, up but, but not with his band on it, because it's not good. Something's wrong, and it becomes something else. Who knows? Just won't have his name or won't have his band. No way. It's not acceptable. I'm not putting my name on it. Really, the biggest mistake you can make in the cigar industry is trying to make the quick buck. Cigar smokers are not fools. Granted, they will buy 12, something that's $12 and set it on fire. But this is their activity. Smoking. They're not going to buy something that bodes all the way down one side, that has a goofy taste, the combustion's poor, tunnels. You're going to get them to buy it once and then not again. They'll move on to something else because right now, I mean, what cigar is bad? Right, everything's good. Although, I just came from a trade show. I had actually a bad cigar, and I'll get into that with you after the show. Yeah? Mm. My God. You chicken. Yeah. My God, I was the craziest thing ever. But people, hey, you know what? It could be the biggest thing. You know, I, I've, I've been wrong before. This doesn't have a chance. And, uh, you know, it's like when I saw a 7x70 Ringgate cigar and I laughed at it. It sells like crazy. That's all there is to it. So, and I'll tell you, if you if you have five and a half hours of your life to just dedicate to something, 
do the 7x71s. I smoke five and a half hours a day, right? No. But not the same cigar. Well, I'll tell you this. That cigar, though, for... You know, you're looking at buying, making a single purchase, seven dollars and seventy cents. Yeah. Guaranteed five and a half hours of smoke, but it changes like twelve or thirteen times as you're smoking it. So it is like having. I have to take your word for it because I did not smoke it ever again. Chicken. You're scared. I'm not scared of it. I just have no interest in that. It's a little too phallic. You're afraid your manhood's going to come into question. And you had no problem None with that. whatsoever. The second I sm- it came in. I had a pink, pink hat on, yeah. my pink shirt. I was sitting over there in a group room full of men. No one was sitting next to me, but it was right. nice. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I think they might have been talking about me, though. Yeah, they there probably There was a lot were. of hand-over-the-mouth whispering. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, whatever. They can think what they want. The fact is, it sells like crazy, and it's just amazing to me, but it does. So. And another it. great thing about it is it's supporting the retailers. You can only buy the cigar at selected brick-and-mortar stores, and that's something right. that's, that's good. a positive thing for the industry. Yeah, we're talking about JFR 7x70. You get five, they've got to do some contest with it or something. Could we possibly have a show, and during our two-hour so show, smoke it the fastest? somebody has to smoke it. All the way to or the band in two hours. Two hours can't be done. Beasley could do it. Yeah. Paul Beasley, the gun guy, he could do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two and a, two hours. I don't think it's possible. Now there's a guy whose Facebook posts. Sometimes I read them and I go, "That's awesome." I can't actually like it on <laughs> yeah. Facebook. I've done I can't it. associate my name to it. I've done it at all. Months. But he had wow. Great, he had a great one today. Can I read it? It's yeah. safe for radio. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for qualifying. Oh, yeah. there, there was a time when I tried to aim to please. Now I just shoot to kill. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> did you like it? No. Of course I did. Oh, you yeah, did. You did. That one you could like. That one's safe. Okay. No, I did one a long time ago, and uh, I got some backlash. As a retailer, you know, you got to be careful. You do. Yeah. I've know. been getting less and less careful because certain things have been bothering me more and more. So I have been kind of venting on Facebook, and maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, I don't know. But uh, I've kind of gone the Paul Beasley route a little bit, <laughs> gone a little political. Um, so we have Dion Giolito now, from Dion, Elysian. He yep. doesn't do events. He doesn't do events. Yet he's here in the store doing an event. Yep. So what? Uh, and I've asked. I've asked, and he said, absolutely no, I don't do them. He has his own retail shop. Uh, it's all the way in Reno, Nevada, and uh, he has to pay attention to his brick-and-mortar business. Absolutely. Uh, along with his regular business and, and taking him, flying him up, which is a whole day of flying here, a whole day flying home, and two days that it's here, it's five days away. He's a married man and, and a, a thriving business and just, you know, too busy to do it. And... Uh, doesn't do it. The answer is no, I don't do it. Not only does he not do it, he doesn't even do events in his own store. Doesn't do events. But anyway, how do you get him to doesn't come? Doesn't do his own events or doesn't do events, period? Period. Period. Doesn't do it. So if Orlando Padron wanted to come in and doesn't, set up a thing. Doesn't do events. So uh, in, in talking with him uh, and trying to get him to do an event, he won't do an event. Uh, but he is uh, a strong supporter of cigar rights. Um, Which and, he should be. He's a cigar shop owner. Yep. And uh, he uh, gave the ability to do a, an event, I mean, as a way, t- means to um, get money for um, lobbyists and things like that. And it was part of the IPCPR is uh, get Dion to come up uh, to the shop. 
no matter who you are or something you bid on it. Going. So uh, you bid. It was a silent auction type yeah, of thing. There was a and I was very lucky. Lucky. To have uh, the deeper pockets. The deeper pockets won. <laughs> you, you you pay till it hurts, and I'm and I'm happy to support anyway. I I, I do it with with nothing. Sure. Not being not on the receiving end of something, but this was a golden opportunity. I want to give a anyway. Gold, a golden and opportunity. A, golden. Didn't you sit on the board or something? I sat on the board directly. <laughs> <laughs> so you reverse engineered the whole thing. There was uh, a lot of there was, and this is insider trading, to a certain degree. But somebody could have certainly outbid, and I would have been happy. Keep outbidding, and it would have went to the top, and it went to the top. I mean, it was people were bidding. There was no doubt about it. It's just how far and how painful are you willing to go to make this happen? Did you have to call up American Express and say, "Listen, I'm about to go a little crazy. It's not a stolen thing." Nope, they were okay with it because I have that unlimited (laughs) thing going on. The black card. Yeah. So uh, all right, it happened, and and that's the reason. So I know other, other retail shops are listening in, and how do I? get him there he doesn't do them and uh, i understand why completely um but i think this will end up helping uh this area uh that he was here that uh, people met him and like him and he's got some great cigars out here and you're trying all the different things he has i was trying some cigars uh yesterday that aren't out yet uh like the ultra he's got lots of things in, in the works he takes years to to put something out and stuff but he's been out there He's been doing his thing about, I think, about five years. We'll talk to him about that and uh, uh, find out what he's got coming in the pipeline uh, when we come back from break. But uh, the, the whole thing is for uh, lobbying for this FDA thing that's going on, which is a horrible, horrible thing. When I was in Mexico at TAA, uh, I took a ride out to um, a cigar shop uh, in this small type thing, and um, it was a high-end place, and it was uh, all Cuban cigars. Well, in Mexico, they have their version of um, um, spit it out, Junior. What am I trying to say? They have graphic. <laughs> they have graphic things on their boxes ah. because it passed there that they allow this graphic look to it. And you're talking beautiful boxes of cigars with these graphic pictures, horrible looking pictures. One Which, of them was a dead rat. On three quarters of the size of the box glued onto it is a black and white picture of a dead rat. What would that have to do with anything about smoking? I have no idea. But it was that was one of them. They, they were all different, you know, black and teeth and all kinds of gross images and Which stuff. Black and teeth happens because you don't brush your teeth, mm. or maybe you eat too much licorice. My teeth was taken. My teeth right black? Then. No. They could, right? They're all real. Yeah. I've been smoking cigars for 30 years, more than half my life. I was thinking of that today. Wow. I've been in the cigar business more than half my life, and I've been smoking cigars. My grandfather smoked that. his first cigar when he was 10, and he's about to turn 93. Awesome. And so that's uh, that's 80 years. How's his teeth? Other than the fact that they belong to a 93-year-old, he's got his own teeth, all of them. Really? They're, you know, they're worn down or whatever, but, you know, that happens when you're old. Yeah. So anyway... The, He's very proud of the fact that he has his own teeth. I guess when you get to that age, that's something that you're proud of. Sure. Yeah, there's not a whole lot more accomplishments that you have I'd be proud to be alive. Age, so not only is he proud to be alive, but he's proud that he has his own teeth. He'll, he'll tell you. And he, he's coming. Taps him. I have my own teeth. Like yeah. That. And he's come in, walked in here, interrupted us with the right, headphones. Just walks right in. There. <laughs> yeah. Because he can. And I'm like to my brother, can you get him a cigar? <laughs> We're in the middle of a show. <laughs> He's a cool dude, man. I, ho- I hope you got some of that in you. 
I try to be cool. Yeah. Not that cool, though. Every single day, he smokes at least eight cigars, three fingers of scotch, and makes it his mission every single day to make someone smile. Yeah, I like that. Again, he's a happy guy, and he said that. Doesn't have much of an agenda for the whole day. He wants to get through his cigars, have his scotch, make someone smile, and then he what takes his nap. What more is there to do? You go to the bathroom? You want to have a, a good movement, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe some lunch? That's, a, that's important. And other than that, yeah, something to eat. <laughs> it's important to be regular yeah. when you're that age. Any when age, you're my really? age, yeah. are you kidding me? My God, really? I mean, you've gone to the bathroom before, and it epic? No? You, absolutely. Yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We won't turn this into, into bathroom humor, but it's not uncommon for me to take a picture and send someone a text. Oh, really? Message, Please you know? don't 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 do that to me. Look at this. Yeah. Look at what I did. Look at <laughs> what I made. All proud. <laughs> <laughs> so before he comes, uh, Epine, he's not listening. He's over there talking to somebody. So you can say something. Notes of vanilla. A little. Uh, a little oak flavor, but no tannic quality there's no the bitterness is not there it's sweet vanilla like if you have a dull saw blade and you're cutting oak hardwood floor you guys know what that smells like there's a little certain smoke that happens it's a sweet kind of flavor going on versus taking a bit of the oak floor and putting that in your mouth that would be the tannic bitter sourness vanilla and and oak floor shaving i get chestnuts Mm. Chestnuts. Yeah. Roasted chestnuts? Exactly. Now, I taste that, that he says that. It's it's so wacky that, you know, as he was saying vanilla, and there's a little bit of that vanilla sweetness to it, and then you said chestnuts, and there it is, warm chestnuts. Yeah. Right? Is it there? It's there. Admit it. It's there. It is absolutely there. Look how good you got. Lemon, you hang lemon around the authority, pie filling. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? Lemon pie filling on the exhaust. Exhale through your nose, which he's a big uh, advocate of. Th- this one is is a is a calm cigar for me. I like it very much. I, we get into the the other ones. It's it's very much in the in the face. Yeah. You know, not heavy on the chest, but in the nose. Of, well, I, I know I noticed that he has a cigar separated up on the sh- up on the table there. Yes. Yeah. This side over here are the ones that he uses Lajero in, and then that side is the ones that he uses the priming below what would be considered the hero in the yeah. viso area. Yeah. And uh, did you notice the green one? I did not notice yeah, the green one. Yeah, he's got a Claro in there. Oh, maybe yeah. in the second yeah. hour I'll grab the Claro. Which uh, I have not tried um, because I have a already feeling that I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't want to not like it, but it's not my cup of tea. But I, in fairness, I did not smoke it. And I, I actually enjoy a Claro a couple yeah. times a year. It's not bad. I like it. We just had one, though. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't enjoy. Right. Um, didn't have it, so I will. I'll try it later. It's a big one. It's a big Churchill of a Claro. Um, but, and I've heard from some people say, no, it's actually the best one they've ever had. So I have to try it. And uh, he kind of brought he brought Claro back. Uh, now people are interested, and a few different companies came out with different Claro and stuff. So, uh, Copycat industry, man. Yeah, yeah. But hey, so uh, anyway. we're we're gonna we're gonna bump out to break now. But I'd like the chat box to start getting their questions ready Uh-oh. for Dion Giolito. He's gonna come on right after the break. We'll get a we'll get at least one chat box question. I know I've got a couple of questions. You've got you did a little research over there, so 
Okay. I have a feeling this is going to end up becoming tobacco town class. over here. Yeah. yeah. We're going to get, a, we're we're going to get class. an education. Absolutely. It's fine. going to be education. So Dion Giolito, owner of Elysion Cigars, Cigar News, and much more. When we come back, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie, and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing.
Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. On the Cigar Authority, the self-proclaimed Doc Overlord of the Leaf is what I hear anyway. Is Dion Giolito from Elysion Cigars. Welcome aboard, Dion. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. That's good bumper music. I grew up on those guys. I saw it used to go all the time in high school and see Social D all the time in warehouses in Las Vegas. This nice. is the type of music? Yep. This is what you like? Yeah, this is what I listen to every day pretty much. Yeah, and, and this is what you played? You were a musician yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, I played in, uh, you know, the good portion of my life. I played in bands like this uh, when I was in high school and uh, uh, toured in, uh, when I was in college, toured in a rockabilly band and, uh, well, neo-rockabilly, you know, cross between, like, music like Eric Burden and the Animals, uh, yeah. Roots stuff, uh, but real heavily influenced uh, by that and uh, toured with uh, opening act with Reverend Horton Eat in the Midwest for a little while and uh, worked in cigar shops all in between, you know, so. And then that was it. Yeah. Cigar shops, opened your own cigar shop in Reno, Nevada, Fumare. 2004, yep. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally you make a house brand for yourself. Yep, I did. Own. Yep. And how do you, at that point, you have a house brand and you say, okay, I'm going national with this. It was, it was kind of a unique situation in that, uh, you know, my concept and my approach to it, it was, I said, okay, I'm going to do everything opposite about what's going on in the uh, in the market right now. So if everybody was trending really hard to strong, spicy, full-bodied cigars, I said, I'm going to do the complete opposite. I'm going to I'm going to cut out the nicotine. I'm going to make it all about flavor and taste and aroma. And uh, as far as the packaging, uh, do everything the opposite. Normally, you know, when everybody puts, you want to see the name of the cigar right on the front. You know, you look at a Davidoff band, the Davidoff name is boom, front and center. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put the size that designates the cigar on the front, and I'm going to put the name of the cigar on the side of the band. So. When you look at it, it you, you kind of got to stop and go. Well, you know, what the hell is this? Mm. I mean, what's what's uh, what's going on here? You know, absolutely. The first time I saw it, yeah. it, it because it's a copycat industry for the most part. Yeah, One yeah. person does something right, everybody right. does right. complete copy, and then all of a sudden comes you and says, "Okay, I'm going to do the opposite of everybody," yeah. which actually made it stand out from everything else. The, the thin band, yeah. everybody was putting giant size bands. Right, this is right. the size of what the double band would be, maybe. If, yeah, the secondary band. 
yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, I'll tell you too. I mean, when I when I was looking to do bands, I mean, there were there were bands out there like the the two bands that I looked at that I wanted to do was, uh, you know, when Davidoff came out with the um, the secondary band on like say the uh, their their limited editions like the uh, Pearl Robusto right. or things like that. I just love the elegance and 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 just the uh, the taste and the simplicity of the secondary band. Uh, same thing with um, uh, we were talking about the other day the uh, Pleiades band. Yes, right? I just love the simplicity and the straightforwardness of that band, and just you know let the tobacco speak. It, it, it makes. You know, and we talk about it also when it comes to making a pizza, believe it or not. Yeah. But less is more. And, it is. And it, and it simplifies it, and it make, makes it stand out as opposed to the giant size mm-hmm. bands that had been coming out. That uh, every everything that was coming out was taking half the size of the cigar. Yeah. Over. When cigars trended yeah. to the, uh, the the short format, it was like the entire cigar was the band. Right. Yeah. You and what do you have to do? You have to take the band off in order to smoke. Yeah. Right. And that's that stuff's expensive. Mm. You know. I mean. When, uh, it, you know, originally starting out in, 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 in private labels, as you know, um, one of the things that, that really hooked me was the uniqueness of this tobacco and uh, who was growing it and where it was coming from. I was always into Nicaraguan tobacco way back in the day, you know, as we were talking about the other day about whether it was the Jose Benito or uh, Mi Cubano or even original uh, Hoya de Nicaragua, yeah. uh, which really is where all my cigars uh, spawn from. I had some pre-Sandinista Hoya de Nicaraguas that absolutely kept all of their intrinsic flavor uh, and intricacies of 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 uh, of, of the smoking uh, the enjoyment that you got out of it. And I said, man, it just if if I can make this type of cigar again, it was you know it, it was what you would could perceive you know the cigar being 20 25 years old at the time it was a very mild cigar but it had a lot of flavor to it i mean it's just i couldn't believe that this type of cigar with this tobacco had so much flavor and flavor to offer so it just really i swallowed the hook when it came to the pedigree of tobacco that came out of you know nicaragua and that's why i really pursued this uh uh this particular avenue to make this type and this style of cigar with uh nicaraguan tobacco what um what would, what would you say that is the hardest thing about starting the brand itself this question came directly from our chat box um the hardest thing for for anybody is is to is to know um really what you like i mean uh, i was talking with a couple of fellows over here from uh that came in from boston earlier everybody everybody i don't care who it is out there everybody has good taste they just don't know why it tastes good you know you could you could set out four bottles of wine at a party and you bring out that one special bottle that you've been that you've been saving for this you know, time to say, hey, okay, you know, we're all gonna you know have this bottle, and not even tell anybody about it. And invariably, that one bottle that you brought out is going to be the first one that's gone, and then the other three are are going to be there. So people, everybody in here has good taste. They just don't know why it tastes good. So it was my it was my curiosity, and it was really my job to find out. Okay. I know that that cigar right there tastes good. Why does it taste good? And then that's when I started traveling to uh, Central America and really getting into the back end of the process, uh, particularly when uh, I visited, uh, even before in Central America, when I went to uh, uh, Dominican Republic. And, you know, as you know well, you get that dissertation from Hanky, and he talks about olfactory and, and palate stimulation and, and, you know, the senses. And that just really, really intrigued me, and 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 it all plays into 
Um, and it all plays into taste and flavor and why. I mean, when you're smoking a cigar, it's... It, it, it should be a subconscious uh, 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 experience. You mentioned that to me yesterday. Yeah. I was very intrigued by it because that, that is something that, uh, you know, as we're smoking a cigar, for the viewers, we're trying to say what it right. is. But when you're smoking a cigar by yourself, you don't. There's nobody to talk to. You're right, not saying right, it, but subconsciously right. you're knowing you're liking it for some reason. Right, and, and 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 that's exactly it, you know, because most of your taste is in your olfactory senses, in your nose. And really, you know, when I blend a cigar, when I put it together, the last thing that I concentrate on is the actual flavor on the palate because the flavor really is in all is really in your nose and in your olfactory senses. And so if you take a puff of a cigar, the first thing it does is envelops your palate, and then when you blow out the smoke, you really don't get the flavor until 10 seconds after the smoke is is out of your mouth, and then 15 seconds, and then 20 seconds, and then 30 seconds, and it's very critical for me that point between the 10 and 30 second period of how that cigar affects your uh, your 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 olfactory senses and your palate, because your palate is like a muscle. Uh, and your taste buds uh, can be understimulated and they can be overstimulated. Uh, and what I try and do is, first of all, get under control. Some people would call it the harshness or the bite or the bitterness of the tobacco. And really what, what, what we call that in, in Nicaragua is called the aspereza, how it affects your palate and how it stimulates your uh, taste buds. So you find the leaves that get that under control first. And then what you do is you look for specific components that, that have multiple flavors in them. So what I do is I usually look for one type of leaf that exhibits a uh, uh, more than like two or three flavors because invariably when you're when you're smoking through individual components, whether it's you know uh, uh, volado seco, viso lejero, they're all pretty linear. They have maybe one two flavor characteristics at the most. So what I do is I try and find that one particular leaf, and it could be a Seiko leaf, it could be a Viso leaf. Sometimes it can be even a Lajero leaf. Maybe not so much because Lajeros can be pretty linear depending on you know where they're grown or the type. But anyways, find that one leaf that really exhibits more than three or four flavors or characteristics like leather, earth, and, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco, you get a big, like, blast of, like, coffee or, like, a black cherry. So if I can get three or four of those flavors out of one leaf, I say, okay, this is the leaf I'm going to use. This is the leaf I'm going to base the entire blend around, and I'm going to enhance those characteristics and not cover it up. And not necessarily on the wrapper leaf, but the, but, the filler itself. But the filler itself, that's correct. And then really, um, the, the the next key component is, is finding the combination of binders because uh, you know binders really really drive the blend and they really drive the combustion and just one leaf I mean if you use the the wrong you know the wrong type of leaf uh, for a binder it can really just cover up all those delicate uh, uh, flavors that that you've chosen for the uh, for the filler and, um, so you're almost going for less flavor on the binder than, as opposed to more yeah. flavor. Well, sometimes, usually, what 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 I'll do in the process is is the binder will add the spice. You know, the binder will add a little bit more of the spice, so it'll it'll, it'll drive a little bit more of the palate stimulation, and then the wrapper really. Uh, 
is for the uh, for the aromatics, for the sweetness, for the leatheriness. You know, you can get out of the uh, the the the, uh, the guts, the guts of the cigar too. But again, when your cigar is smoldering and it's coming off the foot of your cigar. More often than not, that's the aroma that you're getting, you know, like when people talk that, you know, wrappers can actually be 20, 25, 30% of the overall flavor component. That's true. It's not the flavor on the palate. It's the flavor in the olfactory. And so when I blended uh, uh, the Illusione uh, original documents, the original blend, the wrapper was uh, very forward. It's got a lot of leatheriness, a lot of earthy characteristics it really is a major component to the overall blend so going over to Epernay um, one thing that I learned from Hanke is when he uses his particular uh, um, uh, shade grown tobacco uh, from Ecuador his Connecticut Ecuador tobacco on there he, he really grows that to be more of a neutral component to feature more of the binder and the filler so uh, when I made Epernay, that's really what I looked for uh, as more of a neutral component from the wrappers. And the neutral, more neutral wrappers I got were from Jalapa in the Shade Grown area, which is what I'm smoking right now, the, uh, the Epernay. So the wrapper really doesn't add all that much more to the uh, uh, overall blend. So it really allows me to feature more of the uh, the components, the rest of the components in the scar. Which, you know, back to less is more, what happens there is if you were to put some sort of um, very, very strong filler tobacco, you're not going to be able to taste anything else. You'd have to find something even stronger to go over that, Absolutely. something stronger to go over that. And or, then can... or somebody, that, or something that neutralizes it. I mean, you can find leaves that you can have put a very spicy binder in there, and, and uh, you can neutralize that. Uh, with like say one leaf or if you use like a two binder uh, we call it two binders uh, or you have a base leaf some but some people call it a basa um, which actually holds the uh, which actually holds the uh, um, the fillers in place and then the binder over that uh, the combination of those two both the base leaf and the binder is, is critical because one can cancel the other out or one can enhance uh, one leaf can enhance the other, and I mean, it's just the difference between one leaf can can completely change the blend. You can even have an instance, if, if I took this cigar right here, you know, this Epernay that I'm smoking, and inverted the binders, put the uh, Basa on top, and then the binder on bottom, as opposed to the way it is now, it would smoke completely different. And you've done that. I have. To I decide have. which way you wanted to go, just yeah. keep moving them around. Yeah, you move them around, and, you know, sometimes all it takes is one leaf, or even one half a leaf. I mean, I was working on a blend... Uh, back in um, uh, back in December, I think November, December, and we, you know, we're just all sitting there, and um, the cigar was smoking fantastic, and I said, okay, you know, this is the blend, this is the blend uh, that we're going to move forward with, and then I had them roll samples, and uh, went home, let them dry out for about. Uh, you know, 20, 30, 40 days and tried them. And then I'm like, this is, there's something wrong. It's, there's, it's not right. You know, something is wrong here. And it, you it, have to be a nightmare to these guys, though. Seriously. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, because you, they you see you, you coming want, and they start No, hiding. you want it exactly. <laughs> right. I understand completely. And that's right. why, and you know, the early success, yeah. there's no doubt about it. So uh, invariably what happened was they used the same tobaccos, but one leaf in the placement of the uh, filler was out of place. So if you're replacing it, you know, closer towards the binder, which is where it should have been, 
um, really brought out that complexity, but it was closer towards the inside. So it was, it was closer towards the insides of the leaf, which, which really made it almost like a, a neutral flavor. Uh, not a neutral flavor, but it almost dumbed down the uh, the complexity of the cigar. So even the placement of one leaf is extremely important when putting a cigar together. That's why this particular cigar, and as we're smoking it, the, the subtlety flavors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going all over the place with right. warm chestnuts and uh, vanilla. Had, we had bits yeah, of uh, yeah. sort of burning oak. And, and not overly. Yeah. Everything is very, very subtle. But as you really right. pay attention as you're smoking it, there it is. Yeah. And I'm saying, wow, you're saying it. And absolutely, I do do taste it. Exactly. What uh, I, I found something online doing some research on you. What, what age were you when you smoked your first cigar? Um... I was 18 years old. <laughs> so was I. The first day I turned 18, yeah. I bought a cigar and I also bought a 12-pack of Budweiser. But I mean, there could be a, uh, I could, you can make a case for that 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 I may have smoked a cigar much earlier than that. But was I really smoking a cigar, or was I just really? It was it more of a curiosity? Yeah, was it, yeah, sure. You know, it was a kid sneaking around the back of the high school trying a cigarette and throwing up and saying, "No, you know." I mean, so uh, for the record, I was 18 years old and one day. Yeah. <laughs> FDA government. But nice. So as an 18-year-old, you really got into it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I went to college, which, uh, which probably you know wasn't uh, the thing to be doing at that point at all. No, because you know back then, I mean, all the you know all the old cats were the ones smoking. So you never saw guys that were the 18 to 22, 24 year old. Uh, really getting into cigars and really smoking cigars back then. You know, my first year of college when I was 18, 19, I was a teacher in Oklahoma. You taught, you know, brass instruments. And this was back when you could smoke in their office, you know. And he always yeah. had a box of cigars, and he always had a cigar burning. And, you know, that was I thought that was just the coolest thing. You know, he was just this old cat. And, you know, he'd been there for years. He was, you know, late 60s, early 70s. And uh, I always leaned towards more of, like, the, the old style, the old way of doing things. And, uh, you know, the old movies. And uh, So I was never really... Influenced, I, I don't think by anything on you know TV or what I saw you know as a kid. It was just you know hanging out with family and hanging out with you know people that did it. I mean, God, you know it's it's the guy likes it. He's finding pleasure in it. Sure. So it's got to be something good about it. Yep. Besides burning a ten dollar bill and right, right. Another question we got from the yeah. chat box is which which of your line do you consider the best or which one is your favorite? And if, if they're really, two different cigars, yeah. we'd like to know. I, I, I really, you know, my day-to-day, I just, I, I go to my Epernay line. I mean, it, it gives me all the flavor uh, that I like. And it, it, it was really, when that cigar came together, I was like, yeah, this is it. I mean, so many people, uh, when they talk about flavors of the cigars, they say, oh, this cigar is strong. You know, it's good. And you can... Not knowing a lot about cigars, people can can confuse strength for flavor. Yeah. So when I give them an Epernay and I tell them it's it's uh, it's not as strong as like say some of the cigars, the nicotine bombs out there that they're smoking. They're like, oh, I don't want it. And I go here, just do me a favor, just try it. And like, oh my God, you know this this cigar, it's got so much flavor, you know. And I said, yeah, it's, it's full it's, flavored. It's full flavored. It keeps you interested. It keeps you occupied. You're not just so overwhelmed with the uh, the effects of the cigar. With what the nicotine is doing to your body, I don't, you know, no, nobody likes to get up, you know, with the with the cold sweats, and mm-hmm. some people like that. It's a very, very small, minute 
uh, core group of people that, that like to get that, you know, that rip off cigars. But most people don't like to do that. It's like, as a retailer, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, same thing with, uh, you know, with food. Everybody, you, you go to a Mexican restaurant or whatever, and everybody likes, you know, the spicy hot stuff, but not, not too hot. And then there's those guys out there that just pop uh, habanero peppers and yeah. eat them like, you know. Typically, like, that person has no taste. Right, because right. it's, it's gone. They just, they, they, they eat it for the rush. They like the sweats. They like, you know, they, they, they like that endorphin rush. And some people, you know, with uh, strong, strong cigars, high, uh, high nicotine content cigars like that, too. You know, but it, it was kind of like my job to say, hey, you know, you don't have to take a knee to the groin to actually enjoy a cigar. <laughs> That's right. That, is, the, uh, is, is there a difference in the Maduro from your new line uh, versus the old one? There That's is. That's another question from mm-hmm. the chat box. Initially, when I came out with, uh, when I started experimenting with, when I started experimenting with uh, Maduro, uh, I made the uh, HL Maduro, which is my Lancero, and I was using uh, Corojo Maduro. Now, Corojo can be a very dominant uh, tobacco, especially when you take it through the Maduro process. Actually, any tobacco can can be when you take it through the Maduro process, some more than others, but the Corojo in particular, uh, because once you get it up to that fermentation uh, state where it's in the higher uh, the higher heat and uh, the higher moisture, you're really, for lack of better words, you're really cooking that uh, tobacco to get it... Uh, to get it that dark, but what what also happens, you make very one, very dominant, very one linear flavor that you get out of it. It's it's like French roast coffee as opposed to uh, espresso roast. French French roast is taken. It's it's a very dark bean, but it's it's, it's just cooked longer. Right. It's not completely roasted out like espresso would be, where you get all that charriness. The charriness, you know, in, in the uh, espresso roast actually has a little uh, less caffeine content in it, where the uh, the French roast is going to have a little more complexity because you haven't cooked all of all of the uh, intrinsic uh, characteristics of that bean out that, that makes it good. Mm. You know, so um, you can get more complexity and more richness to me out of some French roasts than you can from a, a, an espresso roast just because of the process. So... Getting back to the Corojo, it was really just too dominant of a uh, flavor that kind of covered up the uh, filler and binder ratio aspects of it. So that's when I turned to San Andreas. And the San Andreas tobacco you can take through the uh, uh, Maduro process, and it still holds some complexity. And what it does is it just adds a component of complexity to it rather than covering up the complexity of the filler and binder. Sure. So you have some new stuff. I, I smoked the Ultra yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, some new things you had there. Uh, right. Tell us about what's coming out and what to look forward to. I know we've been we've all been waiting for a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, Come, much longer than we expected. Yeah. The, the, and, and the reason being that was I had a bunch of uh, cigars. They were being rolled right after RTDA. And... Uh, most of the factories close from about the middle of uh, December to about the first week of January. So all those cigars, the ultra cigars, were actually sitting there. They were in the drawing rooms in Honduras. So in the first part of January, when I went back to uh, review uh, the ultras and I smoked them, um, the blends were completely whacked. Uh, and the... Uh, 
the factory had already known about it, and he knew he he found out I was coming. There was really nothing I could do or he could do about it. So he had he had realized his mistake actually before the uh, 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 before the uh, Christmas break. So I went in, sat down, smoked them, and I refused to, you know all of them, which was a significant amount. Oh, and he's man. like, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there was just something wrong in the selection of the tobacco we use. We use, you know, we use the wrong leaf. We use the wrong binder. I'm like, okay, no problem. How dare them do it to you? Because yeah. you are the one that is going to say it. Right. You know, go back to the early days of the success of Fuente. Right. The reason why that was was because they would not put the cigar out if, if it would. Right. And this is in the days of the cigar boom that you could sell anything. Sure, sure. And they wouldn't do it. But you're doing the same thing, and it's 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 for long-term growth. There's no doubt about it. You're yeah. doing the right thing, and everybody should appreciate that as much as a retailer, Absolutely. I want the cigar to sell. Right. Listen, you're building a brand, so yeah. it's and, understood. And, you know, I, I think after just years of, you know, them dealing with me and, and dealing with my OCD and knowing that uh, I'm not, I'm not going to settle, they got to the point to where, oh, they're, you know, Okay, we know that he knows that we're gonna know, so we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna say we're we're gonna cut it off right at the past Dion. There's something wrong with the cigars. Oh, really? Okay, you know. So yeah, we went in and they're like, yeah, you're you're right. There is wrong. You know, you didn't have. Whereas in the past, they would just sit across the table and look at me, and if I smiled, you know, then they smiled, and and that's really that's really what happens. Yeah, I mean, if anybody goes out and gets a cigar. You know, made for them, or uh, depending on how much they're in the, uh, the 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 process of of getting that cigar to the market. Ultimately, if you're happy with it, they're happy with it. Yeah. You know, and it it could be a complete dog rocket, but if you like it, they're happy. You know, because that means they can move forward and they can move tobacco that you know they weren't moving or whatever. There's a variety of reasons. Well, but, uh, you could have certainly made a, a limited release with it, which is right. what somebody else would have done and said, right. well. I'll take it anyway, but I'm it, not going to put that. But. It was so bad I couldn't even do a limited release with it because it, it would have killed the ultimate goal of bringing right. that, that cigar to the market and, and, and making it stick. Well, you, you, geez, if everybody was like that, but those cigars are going to be somewhere. I mean, it's not like they're going to crack them up and right. they're, they're somewhere out there. But uh, if you're going to put your name on it, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be perfect. And Absolutely. I'll tell you, that's the, that's the early success you got. It's, it's only been five years or less. Yeah, about five going on six. Yeah. And, and how long did you have the cigars yourself, just in your store, before you ended up uh, deciding to go national? Uh, about a year. I would say just close to about a year and two months. Wow. Uh, about a year and two months. Yeah. Uh, that when I really decided to take one size into four sizes, and then, after I was comfortable enough with the tobacco. In your customer. Customers were approving of it. You yeah, saw. yeah, and that was my ultimate petri dish. That was my ultimate litmus test. I mean, sure. uh, again, okay, he likes this cigar. The bulk of the guys like like the cigar, okay, but why doesn't this guy over here like this cigar? Okay, well, he leans more to Criollo type tobaccos, spicier tobaccos, whereas these guys err to the caution of sweetness. And you know, with me. Yeah. I always err to the to the side of sweetness rather than spice. Well, much more success, my friend. Thank you. Uh, going fantastic. My favorite. Thank you. This is this is uh, this is the one. Epony, Epony for me. We're, we're going to move on to uh, something in the next hour. What do you recommend we smoke the next hour? Um, let's see. Epony. I, I would go. Uh, I, you know, I'd go back to the Lancero. You know, try the Lancero. HL Lancero. I'm yeah. going to do it. It's not my size, but we'll do the Lancero. Why not? He said yeah. to do it. I made so, himself. So we'll.
we'll do it. Okay, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for being part of the show. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to tell you about two tragic losses in the cigar industry, lots of cigar news and more. So stick around, everybody. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Come by and say hi to Dion, and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott at Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336 and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Buying a good cigar will cost you a fortune. True! Well, not any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Dos Ombre. Dos Ombre cigars are long-filled premium cigars that are so affordable, they have been named the best buy in the cigar business. And there's a Dos Ombre cigar for everyone. Dos Ombre White is the mild Dominican. Dos Ombre Green is the fuller-bodied Nicaraguan. Dos Ombre Red is the medium-bodied Honduran. And the orange one is the ill-tempered Mexican. No, there is no Mexican. No Mexicans at all? No Mexican cigars. Have you seen the dark and delicious box pressed? I have, and I love them. Have you seen the tins or the huge-selling new pencil cigars? I have, and I love them. Dos Ombre Cigars, the best buy in the business, period. Available at Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Smoke True. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. 
The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, we're back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, that was very interesting, huh? Dion Giolito, Lucio yeah. Cigars, the guy knows what he's talking about. I figured as long as as long as we're going like tobacco dork knowledge, I'm going orange soda. I'm yeah. going to go the whole experience right yeah. now. Uh, I have exactly between both of you, I gotta tell you, you hit the nail on the head because all I can taste is the warm chestnuts with a little vanilla in it, and that's what it is for me. I like this cigar. Yeah, it's very good. It's uh, very good. You know I'm not into the overpowering type of thing right. anyway. Uh, this is medium plus a little bit is where I would gauge it, uh, especially as it's going down more. I hate to even put it down, but we got to go on to the next cigar. And we're going Lancero. We're going Lancero. It's surprising me a little bit that you agreed to this. I agreed, but uh, hey. I guess the guy who makes the cigar, he says, try this, you try it. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. Wow. HL. HL. There's all letters and numbers and confusing things. Uh, from what I understand, this is Holy Lance. There you go. I believe. I think that's even what it says on the box. Okay, good. Uh, you know, I, I understand. You hear all different things of what they are, and I don't want to get into that. I know everybody asks the same questions of what these numbers and letters and, and things mean. They mean something uh, obviously different to you because uh, one of your favorites out there is the, the Mr. Uh, Jonathan 12. <laughs> the MJ 12. Pick it up at the uh, your favorite retailers across the country. Dave, what is what is this style called here at the end of the cap? That little twist. Is that uh, a pigtail? Or? Yeah, a little pigtail. Pigtail. A little flat top on it. and Kind of look like the Roman soldiers with the, the little mohawk thing that they would have in their helmets. Typically, I do not care for a Lancero. Uh, they burn a little too hot because they funnel into a, a smaller mm-hmm. tube. <clears throat> Usually, the the, uh, the strength is uh, a little more also because it's the uh, more wrapper. Um, 
But we'll see because I don't believe I've ever smoked this this size. And interesting how he processes the information as far as, um, from what I understand about uh, brick-and-mortar retailers making their own house brands, they don't put the time and energy in to learning how the cigar is made. They just say to somebody, we'll just say like Jesus Fuego, make me a cigar. He makes, pulls out three different blends, ships them to him. They smoke it. They go, yeah, I like this one, whatever. Like number three. Yeah, send me, send me 1,500 boxes of number three, and then there's their brand. And he actually went through, it sounds like, uh, tobacco college. Oh, my God. And, and you know, he, he mentions Hanky Kellner. That's the uh, guy that runs the Davidoff operation, the Dominican. Uh, unbelievable knowledge that, that that guy has. Interesting that he's, he gets his knowledge from a guy who blends primarily with Dominican tobacco. Correct. And, he, and, he and then he uses the same science, yeah. but with very interesting more uh, full-bodied flavor components. I've, I've done a lot of blending over all my years, but I'll tell you, I'll be honest, I've never taken it to the degree he has shifting leaves within the filler what goes where you know I say okay if this is going to be a three filler blend this 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 you know and maybe not equal equal amounts give me a full leaf of this a full leaf of this and a half leaf of that because the half leaf is just going to overpower the full leaf of that third leaf will overpower but to end up shifting where it goes very interesting. I'm going to be trying that next time I go down to the factory. He and created I, a monster, is what he did. Yeah, because I, I, I want to I wanna smoke the same cigar with the shift in leaves and see the difference, because I've never done it. Yeah. Very interesting. Have you done double binder before? Yep. I've, I've tried a, a lot of things, but I never would imagine that, uh, you know, if you, let's say you're cooking, for instance, and you're making a sauce, you, and you start with uh, olive oil and garlic, and then you do this and this and this. In that order. Now, if you ended up doing different and you started with olive oil, you didn't put the garlic in later. Well, I can tell you this. It would be different. It would be because it, let's say your onions would be the best example. If you start off with onions and you caramelize them and those onions stay in that dish through the entire cooking process, they don't stop caramelizing. The, the sugars get darker and the flavors get deeper. Whereas if you put the onions in later... Maybe they don't get a chance no, to they, caramelize. they just boil. They just really like boil in the sauce. It's right. totally different. Right. Very, very interesting. And, and this is a this is a living, breathing product. I mean, you pull it off the plant, yeah. you assume it's dead, but there there is aging going on right now. Even as I'm smoking it, the cigar is continuing to age, and it's aging with new, uh, the new component of mm. fire and the smoke going through, and it's going to change itself right inside yeah. there. So very interesting that the thought process of the order of tobaccos, not just how much, which is what you'd think about, you go to make a, yeah. a recipe, it's so many cans of tomato paste. But when but do you put it in? When do you put it in? Very interesting. That's like Tommy Grella stuff right there when he makes a sauce. I bet he... I bet. Yeah, you just can't throw it all in at the same time. There's no doubt about it. And I, I never thought of it that way. You know what? You never learned at all. Never. There's always an opportunity to get smarter in any area of yep. your life and that this that's a great example so before i lit the cigar i i cut it and i'm drawing in and lanceros i i tend to get nervous that there's going to be a tight draw and the, you know it's like my faux pas faux pas big time tight draw i'm going to be miserable through the whole cigar i'm going to hate it and typically i'll put the cigar down and, and get another one i just can't deal with it perfect perfect draw for a lancero so well made to begin with uh lancero is a tough cigar uh, you make a Lancero uh, to draw well is a feat in itself. That it is. Um, 
again, typically it, it's not my size uh, because of it of a tight draw and because it heats up too much. But we'll see. Yeah, you do when you smoke in Lancero, you do have to be careful that you're not pulling on it too hard because it will heat up and then you get the tar flavors. Dave, what is your size? I'm a 30. Like I'm a, a 34. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, yeah. what? <laughs> 34 tall. <laughs> Whatever it is, it starts at two X. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. Are you a, Ch- a Churchill guy? Uh, you know, if if I was to pick an ideal size, I would probably want like a uh, maybe a five by 46. Not a popular size at all. Um, 50 is what I end up dealing with, a Robusto, a Toro. Mm. Uh, but if I really want to taste a cigar a little bit thinner, that would be good, a 46. And uh, like a Corona? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially for tasting, uh, because they, they, they do change. You, you get to a Churchill, and I'll smoke a Churchill because i got plenty of time and do it, but a Churchill will not taste the same uh, as you get into a Robusto. It's robust all at once. Churchill actually uh, very cool and mellows the cigar out. Uh, it all depends on, on the on the cigar itself. Um, you know, people look at some of his bigger size cigars and say, "Well, I'm not going to smoke that because that one's stronger." Typically, that one miles out because of it's cooler and it's that doesn't burn as hot, so uh, it, it's not going to taste as strong and it filters itself. As you get going down. I don't know what the last cigar I smoked yesterday. I was chain smoking with him, and oh man, uh, <laughs> as I was getting uh, down on the last cigar of the day, I was absolutely feeling it. You know, it wasn't uh, it was tough. All right, he so, doesn't. And looking at him, he doesn't eat all that much. You know, although uh, we, we did some uh, fried seafood last night, and he kept up with me. He was okay. He can hang. Speaking of keeping up, yeah. how's the uh, how's the way watches going? Someone on the chat box wanted to know. It was doing good. Uh, I tried to be very good in Mexico and did as best as I could. Last night, we definitely, you know, he's in town and went over the had, top. Yeah, took him for the for the fried seafood. You know, place. you you don't actually have to eat everything they give you. You could eat a little There's bit. Starving people. My mother told me there were starving people in Ethiopia or something. You like that. eating more of it doesn't help the starving people. No. No. But it, you it hurts know. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing good. It's it, it's kind of at a standstill, and uh, but I'm back on, and I'm back home, and I'm able. To, it's tough when you're out there. It certainly tough. is. It certainly is. Uh, so and, and we are we are being brought to you by, on uh, oh, by Mo's Italian Sandwich Shop. Can't say no to a Mo. Cannot say no to a Mo. That's our live read right there. That's about as good as it gets. <laughs> WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. If you miss the show and you don't own some sort of Apple product or some sort of listening device that you can get our our, uh, podcast on, you can always catch the rebroadcast of last week's show on www dot the cigar station.com and they play it twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1 both eastern times 
uh, so you can uh, you can catch it there. And also, if you are at home in front of some sort of streaming device, which you can catch us on your iPad now because of the switch on Ustream over to iFrames, you can catch us on thecigarauthority.com. And, of course, for your downloading and on-demand listening convenience at the Cigar Authority and iTunes, all of our products, videos, podcasts. We're cranking. You name it. We're number two. We are we number try two. Harder. We're number two. We're going to be number one someday. <laughs> That's our goal, right? We have a goal. Absolutely. Um, so I went to Mexico uh, to the TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America. Uh, I'm a member. There's, I believe, 50 or 60 retailers across the country in that organization, and they have their their uh, trade show uh, once a year at this time of the year, and it's usually in some exotic place. This year it was Los Cabos, Mexico, and uh, I got on a plane uh, Sunday morning, first flight out. Um, I landed, and there comes the text that came in. And uh, right off the bat, it was uh, bad news. Uh, Bert Randolph Sugar, um, he is uh, the boxing writer and uh, sports historian. Uh, I actually was um, called by him about a year ago to make a cigar for him, the Bert Sugar Cigar, which I did. Um, it's made by the folks at J.C. Newman in the new factory. And I worked on it uh, a few different times with him till finally I, I had him agree upon the blend that he had. And uh, we started making the cigars. We took them in as bundles to begin with, um, just to make sure he was happy with it. And we were working on some elaborate uh, box. Uh, I'll tell you, the box was going to be like a boxing ring. That was the idea of it. And we made the box, uh, the wood matches. Um, yeah, uh, those came out nice. Um, would we call them the um, boxing matches, right. like oh, yeah. boxing matches, and uh, it was going to have a slot for it. Who, who knows where it's going to go? Because uh, Bert uh, passed away on Sunday, um, I believe, uh, at the age of 75. And uh, he's the guy, if uh, you've ever watched a boxing match with a guy with a fedora hat and a big cigar in his mouth, uh, that was Bert. And um, he loved boxing. He loved all sports. He loved cigars. Uh, nice, nice man. And we never had the luck to get him on the show. He said he was going to come up in the in the summertime and, and join us. But uh, unfortunately, passed away. Uh, cardiac arrest, March 25th. And... Uh, what a shame and what a loss Absolutely. for all of us. Um, he uh, bought uh, Boxing Illustrated magazine in 1969. He owned it um, and was the editor of it. Uh, he authored 80 books and knew everything about the boxing game, along with a lot of a lot of sports. Uh, nice, nice man, and uh, it's a shame he, he's gone. And uh, who knows what happens to the brand at this point. Um, you know, it's too early for me to contact the family and ask them what they want to do. But um, in the meantime, uh, they're out there in, in small batches out there. If uh, you want to grab one while you can, uh, the Burt Sugar Cigar, Burt Randolph Sugar. I had uh, a chance to meet him. Yeah. Great storyteller. Yes. Oh, I'll tell you, he. Uh, we talked on the phone many times. He uh, sent me letters in the mail. And all his letters were written with a typewriter. Not typewriter font. Oh, wow. Not a typewriter font. It was a typewriter. You could feel it, you know, and look at it and know it was an old typewriter. And uh, he had a way with, you know, some of the words that he used and stuff, I would have to say to my wife, so what was it, what is he saying here? You know, it was a little over my head. He didn't write for third graders. Uh, 
Uh, he used some um, fancy words in there and stuff, but uh, geez, it's a sh- it's a shame. Uh, now I'll tell you another thing that uh, Bert did is he was a advertising guy that he wrote advertising jingles and things like that uh, early on his career. Nestle's, N-E-S-T-L-E-S. Nestle's makes the very best. Wow. Chocolate. That was him. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, and we had talked a little about um, that type of thing, is marketing and things, and I said, get some catchy thing for your cigar and all yeah. that. And Unfortunately, it all stopped on Sunday. So, anyway, moving on, um, once we got to the resort, uh, cell phones were completely useless. I wasn't able, I, oh. I received some text, but I wasn't able to text back. Uh, I couldn't get anything going on. Everybody was complaining about the same thing. I, Skype ended up working. I ended up, uh, after two days, saying, okay, let me uh, try Skype. And I ended up getting it. It was cutting in and out, but I got something to end up uh, getting information back and forth anyway. And uh, um, people were mentioning about Bert Sugar because he was, you know, the, the cigar guy. Yeah. He was a writer for Smoke Magazine, actually. So that came up. That was down there, but we we got to business and uh, uh, met with all the different cigar companies and saw some of the new things they have coming out and uh, lucky enough to try some uh, something new from Hoya de Nicaragua that's coming out. That uh, Hoya de Nicaragua stuff to me tends to be much too full body for me. For the majority, uh, the Cabanetta I actually like. Yeah, that's the two toned one. Um, I, I that's my go to on the Hoya de Nicaragua. But I tr- I tried some new things. They were just numbered and lettered. They they had no name or anything on it. Liked it very much. So something uh, that's going to be to my palate. The C1. Yeah. Coming soon. Right. Uh, some something uh, that I'm going to like from them. Who knows what it's going to be called? Uh, but now they have Jose Blanco that's uh, blending over there that left La Aurora and went with them. So I, I sat with him and uh, smoked a cigar, and he says, I think you're going to like this. And he was right. It was more to my palate. He understands what I like anyway. But what it comes down to is what's going to sell anyway. But yeah. uh, I liked it. So we'll see what that is. I don't No name. I said, give me a scoop here. What are you going to call it? He says, we don't even know yet. I mean, but what do you think of the cigar itself? And the cigar was good. So I look forward to that. Uh, so met with, with a lot of different people. And... Um, Lots of parties. You know, it's an open bar type of thing the whole time, and lots of parties going on each night, and everybody outdoes themselves. But the, the champion of partying is Rocky Patel. It is every year. So uh, Rocky Patel didn't, did, didn't have his um, party in the function room, nor did he have it poolside, which some people did. He decided to have his on the beach. And he put a big, giant dance floor on the beach and big spotlights, uh, like Fenway Park type of thing, and had a great band on a stage that they built on the, on the, uh, Right on the beach. On the beach. Yeah. Uh, all the different uh, chefs and everything cooking and, and slicing the food out there, and they had people making... Uh, it's like a taco, but it's Chasing closed up, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they had this on this... Um, metal thing with flames coming out the bottom and they were kind of like Guys, burning player, them man. oh man oh. The food was incredible and uh, all the different bars set up and the band went on and you're in Mexico and the band was sensational and uh, the band played maybe three or four cigar, uh, songs into it the dance floor started up right from the first song everybody was partying this thing was at the height of what was going on it was incredible and then all of a sudden 
like a light switch. The night changed from the highest of high to the lowest of low. Uh, Manny Ferrara, uh, he is the the head guy there for Ashton. Senior Uh, VP. Senior Vice President. He's not only the Senior Vice President, he was there right from the go of Ashton Cigars. Uh, He's the guy I dealt with. I know Robbie Levine, the owner of it, but uh, taking nothing away from Robbie, Ashton was Manny Ferrara. And uh, we've all known Manny for for many, many years, and uh, uh, an Italian guy, hot-tempered Italian guy that I've had so many battles with over the years uh, that, um, you know, we we, uh, would go to battle with each other because I'm a little like him myself. I think he was more on the extreme than I I am, but... um, the thing about him is you could have this battle with him, and at the end, it was a tight, tight hug and an I love you every single time. And I saw Manny earlier that afternoon, and um, I, I was coming out of a, um, a meeting that they were having and running to the bathroom. He says, hey, Garofalo, come over here. And um, we talked a little about whatever it was, and then he grabbed me and he pulled me in, and he says, you know I love you, right? And I said, of course, I love you too. He says, you know, we have these things, but when it comes down to it, you're a good man. And I said, you, I understand completely. We're cool. Don't worry about anything. Well, that night, uh, on the fourth song that the band was playing, he was on the dance floor with his wife. Everybody was having a great time. And uh, Dave Bullock was on the dance floor. He's with Rocky Patel, uh, and he's their, their uh, vice president there. And ev- everybody getting along with everybody was like the greatest thing. And Manny uh, had a bottle of um, tequila in his hands, and they, they passed him the bottle of tequila, and people were taking a shot of tequila. And he fell backwards and dropped dead. What a shame. There was uh, 250 of us there. It was uh, The music stopped. Everybody gathered around him. Um, CPR was administered right away by us, the people that were there. Uh, Rocky Patel fell to his knees and took turns. Uh, there was a, a lady there that was a doctor. She was the wife of one of the tobacconists that were there. And she was organizing who was doing what while we were calling 911 or whatever that means down there. Um, it was taken forever. And um, it wasn't looking good at all. And there was no... Um, the paddles, the paddles yeah. yeah. There was nothing there, and everybody was waiting. Somebody ran up to his room to get his nitro pills, and uh, everybody just kept working them. You could have heard a pin drop. I mean, it was complete silence, and it took over an hour before uh, EMT showed up, or EMCs in that respect. That's what it had on the jack, or whatever that means. And uh, Manny, uh, Manny passed away right there. Uh, according to the doctor, they, they think he died before he even hit the ground. He's had lots of trouble with his heart over the years and uh, went through lots of uh, bypass operations. Uh, I heard that he had some stents put in uh, earlier this year, and uh, it was certainly the party was over. And the uh, rest of the time, it was basically a morgue scene. Yeah. Uh, everybody was consoling each other. You had every uh, cigar manufacturer, every um, cigar retailer was there consoling each other. It was something I will never forget because, you know, over an hour for the paramedics to get there, nobody moved a muscle. Everybody stood there watching over it. it it's embedded into your brain of what it was. Uh I have chills just talking about it now. It was brutal. 
Um, I'll tell you, though, in, in solace to all of us uh, that knew him well, uh, he went out the way I would imagine he would want to go out. He was dancing with his wife, dancing and singing. Um, and that's the last thing he can remember. Right. I mean, that's how it went out. But to visually see this happen in front of your eyes was the most incredible thing. Um, he was... Um, uh, we had a church service for him the next day, and um, his wife was there. Uh, Robbie Livleen flew in, who, uh, the owner of Ashton. People had flown in for it, and uh, everybody got up and talked and said what they had to say about him. A lot of people, uh, the same thing. You know, it was nice to hear that the only I wasn't the only one he battled with, and sure, did the same thing. I, you know, that's how it was. Anyway, I didn't know. Everybody had a lot of the same things to say and, and great things, and uh, just a, a, a serious, serious loss. But brought this group uh, as tight together as we were. It, it brought it even better. If, to see it and to everybody to get together, you say, this is the greatest industry, I'll tell you. Wow. Everybody was uh, consoling each other, and everybody was a family. It was really like a family member uh, was lost. It was brutal, and uh, I miss him already, and uh, it's a shame, real shame. And, uh, hey, the next day uh, after the church service, we went on the beach, and we all had an Ashton cigar and, and a scotch and uh, toasted him, and people had, again, unbelievable things to say, but... Uh, it, it, it's you know last week Rolando Reyes and this week uh, Bert Sugar and um, and Manny Ferrara and uh, you know as we get older this is this is what happens uh, people go so you know you get a chance to say how much you care for somebody or or something it, it's so important because life is short and just like that just like that 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 minute so I, I was honored to know him and uh, my my um, condolences go out to uh, his family and everybody in the cigar industry because we all knew him and he was family to everybody so he'll be missed and uh, you know I won't be surprised if they honor him with a, with a cigar brand or do something because he was Ashton uh, and, and Robbie Levine the owner would, would say the same thing he, he was the biggest part of it anyway so with that, let's go to break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about nicer things, but I, I, that needed to be said anyway. So uh, uh, to Manny and, and Bert and Rolando Reyes, uh, th three icons lost in this industry. We move on. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, events that are filling up our uh, calendars and promotions and lots more. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French dial and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. 
Discover Flor de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Flor de Lorraine. Flor de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to 
find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the Short Sale Team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Okay, we are back with the Cigar Authority after that downer. Yeah, but thank we'll put, you for that. Yeah, sorry about Appreciate that. Appreciate it. We'll push that aside and move on because life goes on. On a lighter note, yes. Considering buying a boat, but I don't want to just go ahead and make the investment on a boat right off the bat. What if I don't like boats? Just get your money, flush it down the toilet, and it feels like you had a boat. <laughs> Much better plan. You know the two happiest moments of people that get boats? The day they buy it and the day they sell it? That's right. All right. So uh, instead of buying an actual boat, I just bought boat shoes. I'm going to walk around in those for a couple months and uh, see how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah. If I like them, yeah. maybe I buy a boat. Especially here in New England. What are you going to go out three weekends a year? I'm not really going to buy a boat. All right. Ever. That was just yeah, that was form just, of I wanted to tell everyone I bought boat shoes. Boat shoes? That was it. That was my... It was still cold for boat shoes out there. I'm wearing, I'm wearing 40 socks. 40 degrees here in New England? I'm wearing socks. Yeah. My problem with shoes is I, I don't... I'm not like a dress to the... I'm going to stab him. I'm not a dress to the nine kind of DJ, and so I like to have... I like to look nice and kind of have my own thing going on. And yeah, speaking of which, you're at that Illusion event, mm. and we have the owner of Illusion... Dion Giolito here. Yes. And you're wearing your Davidoff shirt proudly. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Why do you do that? Davidoff is his favorite brand other than his own brand. I don't have any Illusion swag. Otherwise, I would have worn it. So, I did the next no. best thing. No, the next best thing would be not to wear a competitor's... It's his friend. He's friends with Hanky. Well, I suppose. It's the cigar I read online. It's the cigar he goes to when he's not smoking his own brand. I didn't ask that question. Is that true? It is true. Yeah? I did my homework. All right. I knew it was coming on for the last three months, so I've been right. researching it. Yeah? Unlike the 15 minutes you spent on the show before. Not true. I spent a whole day with him yesterday. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff. I saw your notes. Yeah. <laughs> Does he really believe that the world is going to end in 2012? That's what I read. No. Right. I, I wish we had asked him that. Well, the question would have been, what's your new blend coming out? Oh, such and such. Why? <laughs> Why would you be coming out with something new if it's <laughs> over? You really don't believe it, do you? What do you guys think of the, uh, the Lancero here, the uh, HL, HI? You know, and he's not a, he's not a, uh, he can't hear us right now, right? And typically, I, I don't like Lanceros for, for a bunch of reasons, including the number one selling Lancero in the country is Macanudo Portofino, hmm. which is very, very odd. We sell a ton of them. I've actually never seen anyone smoke one, ever. It's the, the skinny one in the, in the white tube. Okay. I've actually never seen anybody sit around smoking it, yet I sell tons of it. Everybody does. 
Uh, I have smoked it, and uh, it tastes grassy, and it burns very fast, um, and it, but it's mild. Um, typical Lanceros, other than that, tend to be so harsh to me because they burn so hot and they're so strong, and the people that are putting Lanceros out tend to be the fuller-bodied cigar companies. This is a medium-bodied cigar. This is very, very different. Once again, he ended up saying that cigars are different. His cigars are different than other people's cigars. This is a medium-bodied Lancero, and I can't think of one. Other than this one that I have in my hand. The Holy Lance. That's the reason it's called the Holy Lance. It's the it's HL. A, yeah, a little tight pull, not bad. Mine was a little tight, too, yeah. and I had a little combustion issue at the beginning. I had to relight it four or five times, but now it's now it's burning good. What I really like about the cigar is the finish. Like, not the finish of when you blow out smoke, but the aftertaste yeah. in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Those few seconds he was talking about. Yeah, it's how awesome. That, how that, that breaks it, down. Yeah, so you smoke a cigar differently. You say, right after you blew the smoke out, that's the beginning part of it, but what do you get 15 seconds later, 30 seconds later? The coating... On a good, like you go to a, a seafood restaurant and you get their onion rings that they make with the fish fry, just the coating. If you could fry up the fish fry stuff, it's a little like a sweet kind of batter to it. That's the flavor I'm getting here. Yeah. Wait for it, and you both taste it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. That's the bad part about it. <laughs> it's true, you. Yeah. <laughs> Is it subliminal that that I happens? I think I've hypnotized you. It's both. a cotton candy, and we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but but is it tr- really? Totally gone. Yeah. Totally. Well, and this is the, the, and you taste it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, people, I get the probably the number one thing that people send me things about on Facebook is I get private messages all the time. Did you really taste walnut shells, for example? And I, I wouldn't, I don't make it up. Sometimes if you don't hear me say I've got a flavor of the week, I got nothing. I can't, or I can't identify a food source for that flavor, so I say nothing. Yeah, I really do taste it. So that there is a component in there that has that flavor, and I think that's what the subliminalness. It, it so is. hits home because that we had dinner last night, and that's what we had. You know, we had all the different fishes fried and stuff, and onion rings. Yeah. And as you're saying it, I, I have, you know, not even 15 hours ago, that's what I ate. And there it is. It's a little, it's a little greasy. Yeah. It's a little greasy. Yeah, there's a fattiness to it. I like it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, if I could get to this, this could be the answer to all my Weight Watcher problems. Is to go to the cigar for the, you know, it's time yeah. to eat the fried food. I'm not going to do that. I'll just have the Holy Lance and there's my onion rings, and I, I got past that, and then back to. You could also try vegetables. just having two onion rings. Instead of two orders of onions. You know what? We ordered all these different things, and I said, and give us a large onion ring for us four. And she said, four large onion rings? I said, no, no. <laughs> if I was by myself, yeah, but I, I don't like to do yeah. that in front of everybody. I, I just met him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> yeah, we went up to... Um, Oh, what is the name of the place there in, in Seabrook, New Hampshire, with the, the two uh, seafood places across the street oh, from each yeah, other? Yeah. Markey's. Yeah. Markey's. Oh, that's where you go. So there was Browns and Markey's. So I said, uh, you know, this is this is like the um, steak and cheese in Philadelphia with the two guys across the street from each other. Here in Seabrook is Markey's and Browns, and they're two fried fish places. And... Uh, 
the the argument always is which one's better than the others. And some people say, no, go to Markey's. The other person, no, go to Brown's. And I say they're both very, very good, but it depends what time of year you go. Mm. If it's in the hot summertime, you go to Brown's because it's more open and uh, people bring their, their – um, beers and everything with them because you, you know, it's bring your own bottle type of thing and people bring coolers in and all that stuff it's a party yeah and um across the street at markey's it's more closed in it's a warmer warmer thing both of them are paper plates and you know it's in the rough yeah, it's, sure. it's a fr- it's a fried food place. yeah <laughs> uh plastic forks and all that and i told him before you're going you know i take you to boston at the morton's or you know something fancy if you want to do it but you're here and what do you think no absolutely that's where i want to go so uh you know why did you pick this one as opposed to the one there and i said it's temperature wise yeah. so it's a cool night this is a little warmer we come up in the summertime we go across the street and uh he digged it because he was taking pictures of his food and all that nice. stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know you know it was good so. i got an interesting call this week from the marketing head of uno's pizzeria in the northeast they're looking to hire mr jonathan to dj at uno's on wednesday nights where uh, right now, they're looking at doing the pilot program at the one in Plastow up on uh, 125. It's technically Haverhill, but it's right on the Haverhill-Plastow line. Okay. But very interesting call. I ended up going to high school with this girl, and she's friends with me on Facebook. It wasn't from the Cigar Authority. It was not. No, just unrelated story. We were talking about food, and I just I just thought of that. And obviously so, you're gonna do it. Oh yeah. Try it out. She's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I'm in." What are you know? What do you? Where do you need me? What do you got? Have me do? It's good, right? Yeah. So, so Renzo yeah. just trying the, the Holy Lance too, and uh, very interesting. Not typically my size at all. Yeah. Nice. Wow. He's gonna buy a box. And there's a box sale right there. Ching was my bell. <laughs> just made a mountain move. How do you make the cash register sound? Yeah. Mm. So that certainly is certainly something I wouldn't have tried, even tried, if you didn't say try it. So I'm glad it did. Very interesting. It's getting better too as you go down. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not heating up. I'm actually. Uh, at first, I was a little bothered by the tightness of the draw, but it's helping because it's not allowing you to smoke it too fast and have it heat. Well, up. it's burning slow for a thin, thin cigar like that. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. Good. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's nice. filled with flavor. Filled with flavor. So there we go. There we go. The customer is the important one because they vote with their wallet. So he's smoking a single cigar. I'm going to buy a whole box. That says a lot because he's on, on no cheap date either. Yeah. So uh, what do we got coming up? Uh, next week we're going to be live in Salem, New Hampshire. We'll do the show from here. Um, and I say that because I have no idea. I've been away. I have no time. I have uh, 1,400 emails. I have mail stacked. I was gone all week. I got a lot of catching up to do. There was not much uh, prep for this. I was like a lost puppy all week. Yeah. <laughs> I'd come in the store, and they're like, you know, David's not here. I'm like, I know. I just needed to smell the store. Well, we need to uh, figure out what we're going to do and who we're going to have on because there is no prep. So we got we got a week to do it, but we need to do something. And in the next couple of weeks, look forward to the new commercials that you'll be hearing on the 
Cigar Authority. We're going to do some tapings of uh, some new stuff. We've got some new sponsors that we want to uh, let, share with you. Let's save some of the outtakes this time. All right. Because we that a, was a show yes. amongst itself. Yes. I never laughed so hard my cheeks were hurt. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Classic cigars is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Maybe no Mexicans yeah. at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that just came out of the enemy. Yeah. yeah, keep that in. Oh, my God. Uh, what do we got coming up? We have um, Avo's 86th birthday is coming up just a couple weeks from now, uh, April 11th, less than a couple weeks from now. It's going to be at Salvatore's in Lawrence. Avo's going to be 86 years old. Uh, as I said earlier, you never know. So uh, 86 years old. Hopefully he lives to 186. But... Um, this is a chance to, uh, if you haven't met Avo before, it's a chance for you to meet him. If you have met him, you're probably already going because uh, it's a good time. Uh, Salvatore's and Lawrence puts a spread out like no other. I mean, the food is incredible. They took pictures of the food and sent it to me and says, how does this look plated? Yeah, they're like the Dion awesome. of the of the, uh, the catering. And world. I know you're not a meat eater, but you'll eat the meat that I night. certainly will. Holy God. I certainly will. Um, the tickets are $95 if you want to go. Um, the dessert will be outrageous, as it always is. Uh, last time we did this two years ago, they made a birthday cake for him, and it was a grand piano, almost in full scale. I mean, this thing was unbelievable. So... Uh, April 11th, we have tickets at all the stores, you can, or you can call a store. Um, another thing coming up is all the retailers in uh, New Hampshire get together, the better retailers. And we have an organization called the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. In this, uh, we have a lobbyist, and we try to keep in control the smoking laws, the tax issues. Hey, New Hampshire, a very lucky uh, state. You have, you're very lucky there. I've heard it when I was in Mexico with the other retailers. You're very lucky in New Hampshire because you don't have a tobacco tax there. Luck had nothing to do with it. We have been getting together for over 10 years, and we get together monthly, and we all have other things to do and better things to do, but we get together. Not really better things to do because you're, you're protecting the interest Absolutely. of your business. Absolutely. And let me tell you, it's costly, and we all pay dearly to do it, not only with our time, but our money, but we are going to try this fundraiser, and it's a golf tournament, and it takes place June 1st. That's a Friday, and um, it's going to be 20 cigars you're going to get. The plan was 18 cigars, uh, one at every hole. Um, it ended up being 20 because we asked 20 people if they wanted and we were hoping for 18, and we would have certainly added cigars to it if we had to, and the other the other retailers would have also, and um, it didn't need to be because we, we landed 20 for 20. So thank you to the manufacturers for supporting us. It helps them also by keeping the taxes down, but it helps you, the consumer, also. What we're asking for you is your support, New Hampshire-wise, be part of the golf tournament. The golf tournament is $125 per player. As I told you, you get 20 cigars, and nobody does it cheap. And $125 isn't even that expensive for a golf tournament. Totally. 20 cigars. They can go That's more than the cost. 300, 400 by itself. Yeah. Uh, take away with that, there's going to be a cigar dinner at the end of it. And it's going to be a great time. It's a Friday at a, at a golf course. I don't I don't know the golf course well. I can't see it from here, but I'm, I'm not a golfer myself. I'll be drinking and driving in the golf cart is what I'll be doing. But uh, it's going to be a good time to get together with, with fellow cigar smokers. We're going to have a good time. We need a Cigar Authority team. Oh. We, what do you do on what do you do on that day, June 1st? Could we take the show? Yeah. 
course. Go there and tape the show from there, Mr. Jonathan. Come on, Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan, let's I do think, it. I think I can. I gotta, I'll got look at my schedule. All right, look I'm, at your schedule. I'm pretty sure. We could set up there. We'd have to tape it because it's on a Friday and run it the next the next day. Whatever. be a good thing. We're looking for what to do June 1st. Well, uh, the people that want to do it, you know, go to any of the good cigar stores in New Hampshire, and those are the ones you know. Uh, it doesn't have to be to our store. Go to any of them. Buy yourself a ticket to it, 125 If you have a foursome, it's 500 and you'll be with your buddies. If we team you up with somebody else, don't worry. They're going to be a fellow cigar smoker. So they're going to be great because we're all great, right? So that will be uh, for June 1st. Hurry, get your tickets. They are selling out fast. At the Amherst Country Club. Amherst Country Club, that's right. They say it's a great golf course. Again, I don't, I don't uh, play that game and chase the ball around, but <laughs> people do. Um, we also have a father and son cigar dinner coming up. This will be our first of a father and son cigar dinner with Nick Perdomo and Nicholas Perdomo. I was with Nick a, a lot of the time I spent with him in Mexico. Uh, I talked to Nicholas on the phone. He's looking forward to it, too. That's uh, Saturday, June 16th. Uh, that is the day before Father's Day. Take your dad to dinner. Even if you're a girl, take your dad to dinner. Uh, if, if you're the guy smoker, take your kid to dinner. Make him pay. Make her pay. Um, I have no details on it, but that's the date. I there's something I gotta get to Monday morning, and get and get the details, and I'll tell you next week all the details of it. So I don't have a price, I don't have a place or anything, but uh, it's definitely the time it's gonna be. Um, also, uh, two guys, 27th anniversary. We do the big anniversary party every year. This year is Thursday, September 27th. For our 27th anniversary, September 27th, uh, it is going to be a football-themed te- uh, event. There's going to be 400 people. There will be 400 prizes. The grand prize is going to be season tickets to the New England Patriots, where you can see Chuck Morrison <laughs> on the line and say hi to him each each time. The tickets, uh, I believe the uh, season tickets, a sixth row, 40-yard line. Wow. Great, great seat. Close enough to hit you with a spitball, I think. So you could say to Chuck, hi to Chuck every every week because he'll be there too. Um, how's that going, by the way? The they, they have uh, announcers. Is, has there been a change there? Is there anything you can say or not yet? But, okay, uh, I'll let you know. Okay, so we'll see what happens there anyway. Um, and that's it for up-and-coming events with Cigar Authority. If you have any ideas or anybody you'd like to see on the show, anybody for us to talk to, whether we do it uh, over the phone or, better yet, we'd love to have them in studio because uh, we, we get to see them and uh, um, do an event with them or whatever. I, uh, Put it in our chat box or email us at whatever our email is. I believe it's ads at cigarauthority.com okay. or... Mr. J at CigarAuthority.com or Dave at CigarAuthority.com. We need a Chuck. We need a Chuck. We need an info. We have an info, I think. Do we? I, um, CigarAuthority.com. Something at the CigarAuthority.com. It should be right on the CigarAuthority.com. It is. Okay. Right there. So you While on. you were enjoying the warm weather in Mexico, we had a bit of a hailstorm up here. Oh, really? And uh, so I'm, I'm upstairs in my bedroom. You know, I got out of bed and no pants on. And I see that it's hailing out. So I take my iPhone and I run outside and I film a manly video. But I was rushing so much that but when I finished the video, I realized I'm standing outside with no pants on. Underwear, please. I don't want to talk about it. And then... No way. Oh, 
I mean, uh, my, I've got a private yard, so I wasn't at risk of being arrested. But but you can't put, you can't play that. So no, I filmed it from the chest uh, up. You can't tell. But I'm standing out there. I was so excited that it was hailing that I'm standing out so there you, so naked. You, you sleep in the nude. nude. Yeah. Well, I usually usually have a shirt on. You have a shirt on, but no pants, no right. underwear, nothing. Dances yeah. with guys. Dances with guys, which I, I expected to come home and be able to see the video of Dancing with Guys. I hear they're making a movie of it, Dancing with Guys. <laughs> but it's the sequel to Dancing with Wolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just waiting to, ke- to have Kevin Costner sign on. Where's the video? Seriously, it's coming. I just there's there's been other stuff. I'm promoting another parkour not, you video. You didn't make up the story, right? What? It's really there. You did it. You dance with guys. You saw the yeah. video. So, yeah. I. But you you don't want to let the world see it. No, the world will see it. I uh, there's there's an order of operations. I'm a I'm a promoter as well as a DJ. So there's other videos that take precedent over but me you, dancing with boys. I wasn't even here with you this week, and you were being sad, and you came here to smell the cigars and and edit. The next parkour video, which you can see on my YouTube channel, Mr. Jonathan DJ on All right. YouTube. What's happening with Chuck Morrison and Making Mountains Move? Moving them, baby. Moving them. Yep. The app. App's doing great. Vision Board Pro. Got a new product coming out called the Prosperity Puzzle, the recipe for results. Okay. Yep. So stay tuned. How that. easy it is to get. I have the app anyway, but how easy is it for people to get the app? Just go on there. Yeah, you need an iPhone. It's for the iPhone, but okay. appreciate the plug. Vision yeah. Pro. Vision Board Pro. Vision Board Pro. Yeah. Thank you. Make your dreams come true, baby. And what do you got to promote? Anything? Just a video that Making Mountains Move is a sponsor of. Yes. Of course. The uh, record setting, there's a there's 11 double skills. So double twists or double flips, 11 of them in the video. All different kids doing them over stuff. It just, it, the video, Chuck, you saw it. The crazy. video is crazy. crazy. I myself, who made the video and must have watched it a hundred times before I released it on YouTube, I'm still going back to watch it because I genuinely enjoy the level of success that these kids have had. Yeah. And they are so behind making mountains move. Like, they really believe that your sponsorship is helping them mentally yes. to overcome. I, I, I've never seen growth like this in, in the sport, in our gym. Like I've seen, and now they land skills, and they're like, I'm making mountains move, baby. Like, subliminally, it's affecting their nice. whole psyche and making them better athletes because they believe in the whole making mountains move That's mantra. Great. I'll be going out there, Dave, uh, maybe this week or next Hopefully week. Hopefully this week, yeah. We're going to film. Well, tell every one of those kids. They probably all have the iPhone. Get the app. Do them a solid and get the app and show your support to them. Absolutely. You no know, reciprocity. Scratch my We're back. We're going to have to add that into the, uh, into the video. There we go. If you'd like to make mountains move, get the app. Yeah. yeah. Goal se- I call it goal setting on steroids. It is. It is. And these are young kids. They got the uh, sponges, yeah. the, the mind. They can they can uh, they get the change world their life. Their fingers right yeah, now. They do. Know? And I'll tell you, the competition out there is not. It's easy. Yeah. You know, shooting fish in a barrel, man. The other kids, a lot of kids are doing nothing, right. sitting there waiting, waiting for you to give the money. One of my favorite sayings: There's no competition at the top. Oh, Jack's here. Jack Dakamanji. Oh, you can nice. see Jack live in person if you go to Cigar Masters in Boston. Really? He plays an event? He runs the Humidor. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I got to get the... Uh, 
Uh, I've been there many, many times and stuff, but since he's been there, I've been too busy to make time for myself to go there and enjoy a nice cigar. We should do a little road trip, a little... Uh, that we should. How about doing the show live from there someday? Let's do it. Definitely. Huh? We're in. So we got plans. We got plans we got to do plans. something. If you have plans for us, you want us to do something, please go on to uh, email us. Tell us what you'd like to see. Tell your friends about it. Download. We need to be number one. I need to be number one. I like being number one All myself. Right. Okay, we're running out of time. So next week, we're going to be live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're here till 6 o'clock with Dion from Elysion Cigars. Come on down. See his new stuff that he has here and take advantage of the old stuff. If that's what you want to say, it's not that old. And, again, this is the first time I'm trying the, the uh, Lancero, the Holy Lance. But uh, nice stuff. Very nice. Nice stuff. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.